Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Astro Energy Astrology Show on Blog Talk Radio with me, astrologer Shelley Overton. Each week we go over the planetary positions, discuss astrology, and take callers' questions. If you would like to call in and get a reading, you can call 347-994-3365. Call in early as the lines fill up. And welcome to the, gosh, December 3rd, 2019 edition of the Astro Energy Astrology Show with me, Shelly Overton. I'm an astrologer in Orlando, Florida, and I want to welcome you to the podcast. So this week, wow, I am so thrilled. We had Jupiter, that giant, beautiful, wonderful planet, go from Sagittarius into Capricorn. So we are going to be talking about that. We are going to be talking about what's coming up and what to expect. So you can kind of, um, you know, plan a little bit, I suppose. How was your Thanksgiving? I had a very nice Thanksgiving with family. My daughter is in town. She actually decided not to go back to Minnesota. So she is down here for the duration. She is starting college in the upcoming year. And interestingly enough, she's looking now for a job. And at the very moment Jupiter went into Capricorn, she applied for a job with a grocery delivery service. So waiting to hear about that, but it was quite auspicious. So Jupiter went into Capricorn at 1.19 p.m. December 2nd, and she applied at 1.20. <laughs> so it was amazing. Anyway, um, today we have... I, currently, I'm looking at a chart, and I have to tell you, if I drop off, tell me in the uh, chat room. I am not at my normal place. I am at my parents' house right now doing this, so I don't have the same access to all the things that I do at my own. that's what I'm talking about. So yeah, I've got, (laughs) I probably shouldn't even be attempting to do this podcast today this way, but I'm going to be extremely still. I have uh, earbuds that are getting a bit temperamental. And if I move too much, they will hang up on me. So I'm trying to be very, very still and talk to you. Hopefully that'll be the only time I was sitting on hold for about eight minutes. 
and I did just fine. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I'll keep an eye out. And uh, yeah, I got the chat room open. So if I happen to fall off, let me know. And I will, it's the screen goes black. So I don't always know. Anyway. Um, yeah. So Jupiter, Jupiter is called the great benefic. He is an enormous planet out in the sky. And when he changes signs, it is significant. It means he is affecting the transformation of energy. He went from Sagittarius, which is the energy that he rules, into an energy that he isn't terribly, he doesn't like very much. Uh, Capricorn is right next to Sagittarius. So Capricorn takes the energy of Sagittarius and creates something material out of it. So when a planet goes through Sagittarius and lands in Capricorn, it manifests all the energy and what has been created through action because Sagittarius is a fire sign. He goes into Capricorn, which is an earth sign, and now it comes down to the earth plane and manifests. So Jupiter is an expander and a transformer. He is also very active. He wants to be on the go. Capricorn is a bit more sedate, but not in the, they, they're not, Capricorn energy is not, um, they are active. They're just not active in the way Sagittarius is. Sagittarius has a hard time sitting still. Capricorn is more of a busy work kind of energy, more of a, they do things where they run other people, they run systems, they organize. Their energy is more um, systematic because the system is what they're interested in. They like to organize and create a hierarchy or labels. So when Jupiter, the expander, goes into Capricorn, we have a lot of different possibilities. So Jupiter is an energy that rules real estate and moves because it is a sign of movement. Going into Capricorn, which is the structure. So when Jupiter goes into Capricorn, that can be a move or a shift to a new home. There can be a shift to a new career because that's what Capricorn rules. Capricorn also rules uh, the elderly. So when Jupiter, a transformer, goes into a sign of the elderly, we can say goodbye to the elderly sometimes. So what's happening overall coming up in the new year is we are having a shift through Capricorn and on some level wrapping up that energy and moving on to Aquarius. Saturn, the ruler of Capricorn, goes into Aquarius in March. So when that happens, there will be a major shift of energy to the Aquarian energy but it will affect the planets that are in Capricorn. And Jupiter just went into Capricorn. So Jupiter will answer to Saturn when he's in Capricorn for the next year. And Saturn will be in Aquarius for a brief part of the beginning of the year, come back into Capricorn through the middle part of the year, and go back into Aquarius towards the end of the year in December. So there will be a dance back and forth to new vibrancy, new understanding, new energy. And then there will be a kind of a reevaluation of the old energy of what we truly want or don't want. 
And then we will have a Saturn direct late in the year, which will shift us back into the new energy. So um, I'm just going to pop over here to the page and see how we're doing over there. Okay. Everything's good. Um, So Sagittarius is also about transforming understanding and higher education. So going into Capricorn, it is authority figures associated with higher education and understanding like uh, institutions around education. So colleges, or um, it can even be any elementary education, but generally the higher grades. So it would be like high school and maybe systems that are uh, like charter schools, things like that, where generally Gemini is a lower, the lower grades, um, Sagittarius rules higher understanding. So definitely high school going into college. It is also an expansion of understanding around spirituality. So having a spiritual energy and a seeker go into Capricorn, we will see issues around churches and structures that are hierarchical around spirituality and religion. Um, Sagittarius is transformative in an energy around musicians, around comedians. Um, It loves nature. We can see, um, actually, something just popped into my head. Uh, Sagittarius is the symbol of the centaur. So that's half man, half horse. So there can be more information coming out on horses. I know recently in this last year, we've seen horse racing in the news because there have been a lot of deaths of horses in Santa Ana. I think Santa Ana or Santa Anita. I can't remember what the name of the horse racing place is in California. But... um, I mean, we're talking tens of horses dying, you know, like 20, 30, something like that. It's a lot. So that's going to get a closer look. Um, We're going to have more of that kind of energy and information in the news. Um, As far as the sign of Capricorn, it is a cold energy. It is a chilling down of things. So Jupiter being a fiery energy goes into Capricorn. It can cool fire energy. So Um, Hopefully that will be good news for California, that it will be more about the earth and how the earth moves. There could be energies of earthquakes coming in. I haven't really talked about it before today, but a lot of times major energy moving into an earth sign means that there could be earth shifts. And Jupiter being so large a body in the heavens has a tremendous magnetic and energetic pull on the earth. So I would not be surprised if there is a very large earthquake that we see in the news this week. Um, And also I was noticing this week, a couple days ago, let's say maybe three days ago, moon was moving out of Capricorn just as Jupiter was moving in. So we have this energy of the moon having transited across Venus and Capricorn, Saturn and Capricorn, Pluto and Capricorn, and then moved past that. So what that meant was there was a lighting up of the energy of bringing love into the earth plane, of bringing career energy shifts in. Uh, Moon is kind of a significator in certain ways of interpreting astrology. And so when the moon hits these planets, it's kind of like a culmination happens or something is triggered. So we see the energy in the Capricorn planets and the Capricorn planets right now are Venus, Saturn, Pluto. 
And the moon went over Jupiter when Jupiter was in the last degrees of Well, I'm not sure what I did uh, to move the, the earbuds, but there you go. Anyway, so we're back on. Um, so going back, we had the moon go through Jupiter, or past Jupiter, excuse me, in Sagittarius. And so that means it is the energy of um, awakening the final, the final culmination of transformation around awareness and understanding of Sagittarian energy for this cycle. And of course, moon goes into Sagittarius again in a month. So we'll get it again then, but the moon won't be triggering the same energy as it goes through. So it definitely creates a new story. Having the moon now in Pisces, um, we are actually five degrees away from the moon triggering Neptune in Pisces which means that we're feeling much more sensitive, much more cuddly. Um, there's an energy, a strong energy around water and tides. So the high tides will be super big right now because that connection to the Lord of oceans. We've got um, some energy around a squaring between the sun and the moon today. We've got the moon one degree away from a direct square to the sun, the sun uh, in Sagittarius. Interestingly, that is a very spiritual seeking sign. Pisces also seeks higher understanding or awareness, but is much more, I would say, well-developed through the information and through the means with which um, energy flows in Pisces, because Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac. So it's a process going around the chart, and when we get to the end degrees, we have gone through every sign in the zodiac. So um, Pisces tends to be much more wise and not as wrapped up in dogma, whereas Sagittarius can be a bit more dogmatic about information. That means um, if you are learning something new in Sagittarius, you can feel like that is the be-all, end-all because it's so new to you. And um, honestly, when people come to a belief system that is really, it really resonates to us. Um, we can be very dogmatic because we're like, oh, this is the truth. You know, we've discovered the truth. It's like a bit of enlightenment. And so when that happens, and it happens a lot in Sagittarius because Sagittarius is the sign of a seeker. They're always looking for adventure and understanding and wisdom and something new. They can find something new and go, oh, this is what I've been searching for all along. This is the Holy Grail. And then that Holy Grail is the be-all, end-all, and they forget to move beyond it. But um, when the planets move into Capricorn, they flesh out those ideas. And so that's really what's happening now is that we are feeling a fleshing out, the very beginning of that fleshing out of ideas around whatever new understandings we've come to during Jupiter and Sagittarius. And so uh, having the sun there, the sun and 
Mercury and Mars are in Scorpio now, they will be heading into Sagittarius in the upcoming weeks. And so we're not done with the Sagittarius storyline. We're just shifting it because before when Jupiter was in Sagittarius, he was basically on his own. He's like, I'm in my own sign. I answer to no one. This is the way it is. I'm going to go seek the information and here it is. See what I found. There's no one to answer to because Sagittarius slash Jupiter do not necessarily want to answer to anyone. They are independent minded and freedom seeking. So if you have strong Sagittarius in your chart, those attributes, those adjectives describe you. And if you are a Sagittarius, you are now not answering to Jupiter energy anymore. You're answering to Capricorn energy, which means that it's the same as an energy of Jupiter retrograde, which we saw over the summer this year. And now being in the sign of Capricorn, you have a year to explore fleshing out those ideas that you have come upon. And it means that it is no longer this continual infinite seeking, 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 always moving on, always going. It is, let's put some roots in. Let's see what, what, what happens, what fleshes out with this energy. And so um, if you have a new career idea, if you have a place you want to go, this next year is when you're going to head out and see how you can make that happen and make it manifest. We've got uh, Venus at 10 degrees. I'm pretty sure, I, without looking far, far into the future, she may actually retrograde next year. I'm just going to take a peek and see if she does. Because if she does retrograde, she may end up back near. It doesn't look like it. She gets pretty far, actually. She gets all the way. She goes through all the beginning signs. Let's see, where's December? She gets all the way to Leo Virgo. Virgo. Oh, no, not even December. Hang on a second. Okay, so she goes all the way around the zodiac. She doesn't retrograde next year, as far as I can tell. So I know she retrogrades about every two years. Mars does retrograde next year. And so we will be feeling the Mars energy in uh, Aries again, which, oh, man, I thought we were over <laughs> Mars Aries retrogrades, but apparently not. We'll get it again in September. So there's going to be another round of understanding the male energy next year. I will get more into that coming next year. You know, I've got to do a whole couple podcasts on it at the end of December and beginning of January. on what to expect in the upcoming year. Um, because this podcast has, has been uh, reduced, I may end up making it three podcasts and maybe I'll just do like the first four signs, the next four signs and the final four signs over that, that uh, three podcast grouping so that everybody gets a little bit more time on their particular sign. But anyway, okay. So we have Venus there. Venus is ahead of Jupiter. So she already had her kibitz with Jupiter in the last couple of weeks and now she's moving on to Saturn. So what does that mean? Well, when Jupiter and Venus were together, there was a lot of fun frivolity. There may have been a person who came into your life and it was super fun and exciting, but maybe they weren't capable of being there right at the time and they disappeared. Um, the end degrees of Jupiter and Sagittarius can bring a disappearance. That, that energy, um, you know, hey, they're here and then they're gone. So 
we see that that may be the case. And then Jupiter goes into Capricorn. Venus had talked to Jupiter and said, hey, this is fun. I really want to explore this. But Jupiter said, uh, yeah, I'm out of here. And then he went into Capricorn. And now he's just getting the first inkling of what it's like to have to basically own up to the behaviors. So I don't want that to be scary or vindictive in any way for you people who are Sagittarius or anyone who has like Venus in Sagittarius or Mercury in Sagittarius, Sun in Sagittarius. But that's really kind of what happens is we root down and then we start to really understand what the karma and what the cause and effect relationships are going on from Jupiter and from what we've done during Jupiter times. So um, wherever Capricorn falls in your chart, I'm sorry if you can't hear me, I'm trying to get my earbud to put the mic closer to my mouth if it isn't as good as you would like. Sorry about that. But we have this energy um, coming in where we want to be in the physical plane. We want to understand how the material world works. And Jupiter being the infinite uh, seeker of knowledge, he is bringing his energy of freedom to Capricorn, but he's also wanting to find out about Capricorn. And so we are expanding that energy. We are going to shore up our rules. We're going to be a little bit more strict on people. Um, we'll probably be a bit more blunt in our view of how it should go. It's not going to necessarily be a, a completely 100% fun time in the next year because it is about restriction. And so I would say that when Saturn goes into Aquarius, it's going to be the most freeing time for us in the course of the next year. And so like March, April, May, I believe um, I will look this up for you that after, um, after, oh gosh, my brain isn't working. Jupiter goes retrograde and uh, not Jupiter, um, Saturn. After Saturn goes retrograde in Aquarius and gets back, it'll be the summer. So he retrogrades in May. He's still in Aquarius until July. So we'll have March, April, May, June, July of that Aquarius energy, which is going to be significant. It's going to be a significant time to look at groups and the collective, how we all integrate this um, structure. What is it we want? And it is the future. We've got Pluto moving towards the end degrees, the last 10 degrees of Capricorn, and he will be going in, I believe, December of 2023. And into 2024 is when he first gets into Aquarius energy. So we only have um, like four years and it's going to be a whole different ballgame when Pluto is in Aquarius. So the shift is going towards humanitarianism and an understanding on a psychological level of the group mentality. So for now, we are understanding the psychology of authoritarianism and that's what's coming out we're seeing it all over the world you know people are rising up saying this is not okay with us anymore and I mention it just about every week but that's part of the political landscape with Pluto and Capricorn and Saturn comes up on Pluto and Capricorn coming up in January of next year January 12th and 13th so we're going to see 
a very definitive time about owning how that behavior affects people. What is the psychology of authoritarianism? And that's truly the concentrated storyline that affects the masses coming up in next year. Saturn is the karmic taskmaster. He brings out whatever that particular um, storyline is, and he will say, this is you. It'll, he'll shine a mirror back on that energy. So Pluto in Capricorn is about taking the honestly insidious, darker side of things and shining a light on it and saying, look at this. You can't escape it. You have to look at it. So anyone, and this is, it, it affects everyone, but especially our leaders, because this is a huge, um, a huge energy around the psychology of the masses in Capricorn. Getting to the last signs of the Zodiac, we are seeing that come out. Like uh, Sagittarius, Capricorn, and Aquarius, Pisces are the last four signs of the Zodiac, and they affect the masses. The whole upper half of a chart, naturally, so from Libra through Pisces, is about transpersonal energy or the energy of the collective. So as we get closer and closer to the Saturn in Capricorn joining Pluto, that's more and more the concentrated storyline of this is your society. This is how you have chosen to choose your, you have chosen your leaders and in very hierarchical. But as we move to Aquarius, we are transmuting that energy out to the masses. So we are moving away from a central authoritarian figure towards a more collective, cooperative, democratic society and I emphasize democratic, it is democratic because it is about everybody having a voice and everybody as a collective stating how we want to be a society. And so um, Jupiter through Capricorn will shine even more truth and awareness of that true nature. While I, I know some people see Pluto as very intense and um vindictive, which it can be in its lower forms. In its higher forms, it is very justice-seeking and truth-minded. And so what happens is Pluto and Capricorn, it goes and digs up the ugly side of it and shows it out for the world. And that's everything. Like even Jupiter, um, very playful, youthful energy. This is also an energy time of finding out more about children. And um, it is a sex sign, so it can be, I mean, I've been hearing rumors a lot about how pervasive sexual exploitation of children is in society, and I really believe we've only heard rumors and murmurings, but having Jupiter and Capricorn, I think that is going to change in the next year, and it's going to be much more significant awareness of these exact issues, probably even more so when Mars joins up in Sagittarius with, um, I'm not Sagittarius, well, goes into Sagittarius, but then goes to Capricorn and joins up with all the other planets in Capricorn. So that'll be March, uh, February, March of next year is going to be a much more significant time to address some of those uglier issues in society. Um, let's see, we've got almost 1030 here. So give me a second. I'll finish up the Zodiac. Uh, Mars and Scorpio, it is intense. It is sexual. It is, again, about digging deep, finding out the heart of the matter, and it is going emotional with a male energy. So Scorpio is a feminine energy, 
And you would think it would be male, but it's not. Libra is uh, the male sign and Scorpio is female. So it is an aggressive energy around women. Every couple of years, it is kind of the awakening of the more temperamental side of women's nature. And so it means that women are going to be much more assertive and aggressive on their own behalf. We've got Mercury at 22, Scorpio, so the last 10 degrees of Scorpio. That means that words are going to be suspect, in my opinion. We are going to have um, much more people trying to twist the situation to manipulate your awareness. And I point directly to the elections and the information coming out in the next, uh, well, let's see, eight days, because it takes about a day, a degree for Mercury. So for the next week and a half, we're going to be definitely feeling um, much more of the duplicitous conversation and communication coming out. So I would give you that heads up. Um, and then Mercury moves into Sagittarius, where more information is coming down the pike. I'm going to let you know. Mercury and Mars going into Sagittarius in the next month are going to be big times for more uh, political information coming out, more mudslinging, but at the end degrees of Scorpio, but then the truth comes out after. And so as Mercury moves towards Capricorn, which will be exact at the conjunction of Saturn and Pluto, the 12th and 13th. So uh, the 12th is one sign. I believe it's Mercury goes across Saturn-Pluto conjunction on the 12th and Sun goes across it on the 13th. So it is a significant 48 hours astrologically that information, um, responsibility, ownership, ideas, identity, career, um, true psychology of what you want, ownership of where you're at, all of that is very significant in January. So um, I'm going to call on, I, I know, let me see if I got all the information. Uranus is still retrograde in Taurus. Uh, it does go direct the week of the conjunction of Saturn and Pluto. That's going to be another enormous connection there. We'll talk more about it then. Um, let me see. Yeah, moon conjunct Neptune can make us more drowsy, more homebody type energy. And just to address the comment in the chat room, I have my podcast under self-help because I had it, there was a point where it shifted and um, blog talk does various things to the podcast. And for some reason, I think I had to decide where to put it and I want it to reach the most people. So I put it under self-help. It's no longer under spirituality. Um, that's just a choice I made at that one point based on what I thought would be the best option. So anyway, let's call on one caller before we run out of time here. 202, how are you? Hey, Sally. Are you there? Hey, how are you? Hi, Kay. I'm just going to let hey. you know, Kay, that I don't have your chart today because I'm not on my own computer, but I kind of have it semi-memorized. What can I do for you? <laughs> okay. Um, do you want me to give you the info? Or you just want to go off? Um, I really, I, I wasn't going to get that deep into it today. Uh, honestly, I'm oh, okay. sorry, but I, I, I can still talk to you about, um, yeah. unless you're wanting to look up another person's chart, but, um, you know, we can chit chat a little bit about what's going on with you. For sure. For sure. Um, ooh, well, I, um, I don't know if you recall, I have Pluto conjunct my moon at 21 Libra. Mm-hmm. Two in the 10th house. Um, 
so right. this um, really felt the Pluto square. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say it was yeah. November seventeenth. I got a a bit of news, wow. like some family some family news, but just I don't know. It really triggered my subconscious, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I kind of like went into. I guess you can call it a breakdown, but it winded up uh-huh. being positive because it really opened me up. And um, oh, wow. I got out a lot of emotions. I went to mm-hmm. acupuncture. My heart chakra opened up, cried a whole lot. Wow. And like, wow. It was really awesome. intense, but, but a little scary, I will say, because uh-huh. whatever it was, it happened really rapidly. Um, wow. So it was kind of yeah. a tidal wave of information and emotion, huh? It was, it was, and I'm I'm just blessed that I had the resources to reach out because I know people mm-hmm. who have experienced the same thing, who have who didn't have the resources and couldn't process it fully. And wow, that's know, such a good. Really I'm so glad you're talking that. about this. No, seriously, oh, yeah. this is a really a really big thing because I mean I'm I talk a little bit about it here and there, but honestly, this conjunction of Saturn and Pluto is very psychological, very deep, deep stuff because Pluto goes oh, deep, God. and then it's like you hit a brick wall and you feel so helpless when you deal with Capricorn yeah. energy because it is it's like lifting weights. You're you're building your muscles, but it's heavy. It hurts. It's hard, you know, and that's exactly. kind of what we're going through. Yeah, so we, we do have this um, kind of like I can't take it anymore energy, and that's actually mm-hmm. to our benefit because it's like either we're going to cave and just check out or we're going right. to say, okay, this is what it is, and I've resisted so long that I have right. no resistance anymore. And then there's a third option where um, you feel really strong and really empowered by it, and you're like, you know what? Right. I know what my truth is, which is the Pluto energy. I'm living in my truth. And no matter right. how much comes resistance against me, I know this is my truth. And I'm still going to live my truth. So it's kind of exactly. one of those scenarios on how you process and finally integrate the information. So it's exactly. really, really a watershed moment. Is that what happened? And for you with that square to all the Capricorn, people with Libra right now, really, I mean, they don't even know. <laughs> they don't know. They're it's coming or going. Yeah, it's it's pretty hard. Well, Aries, Libra, Cancer, and Capricorn are all getting that hit from this conjunction that's approaching. So yeah. all those four signs, the cardinal signs, are really having to integrate the information, and not all of them really enjoy that energy. I would say the Aries, Librans are probably the hardest hit because Cancer always looks towards Capricorn for the structure. And so mm. Cancer is somewhat used to that energy, whereas the Librans and the Aries they're much more floaty. Librans have like just idealized, wonderful, beautiful heart, hearts all over everything view of the world where we're going to be all happy and live together. And there's no conflict. <laughs> and Capricorn mm-hmm. is not that. Capricorn wants to shove your face in, in the conflict and the hardness. And the, this is what it is. Can't you just see? And, that, and thank you for right. letting me talk a little bit about it. But yeah. that Capricorn, yeah, the Capricorn energy brings it into the physical world. So all that energy that we've been expending and uh, Sagittarius of knowledge and wisdom, now we get to see it in the physical world and we're like, wow, is that what it looks like? And then the Librans and the Aries are just like, oh my gosh, that's so harsh. Can we not, like, you know, Aries just just wants to break the wall down. Aries is like, forget you. We're just going to break the wall down. And Libra is just like, oh, I can't. I just can't even... 
And so um, right. can't deal. That's harsh. Yeah, it's so harsh. And then cancers, I, I kind of dismiss a little bit, but cancers are really um, very sensitive as well if they yeah. let themselves be. A lot. I know, ironically, I know of more cancers who act like Capricorn than I know soft, Me too. and accommodating. Mm-hmm. Really, it's all of like yeah, it's that they they're in the shell mode. Shifted. Yeah. And there, there's so much Capricorn in the sky right now that they basically, their shell is all that Capricorn. And so they're just mm-hmm. kind of like that hardened person. And it's, I think it's kind of sad because I've spoken about it before. My mom has a ton of cancer in her chart. And I think that's mm-hmm. part of who she is right now. She's just congealed, like, you know, that person who just bats mm-hmm. away all that soft stuff. And yeah. um, coming up with the Aquarius energy will also be, I mean, for Libra's Aquarius energy is going to feel so, so good <laughs> because it's air <laughs> yeah. and it's clear yeah. and it's like a breath. It's like, I can breathe again. But for cancers, right. it's going to be like, what is this? I, I can't function. This is like, there are no rules. There's no structure. Everybody's doing whatever they want. It just doesn't make right, sense. Right, willy-nilly. <laughs> so, exactly. So anyway, um, mm-hmm. was there something that you wanted to touch on more so? Yeah, well, you are totally correct in how you described how it actually happened. Like, I think I went through stages. Mm-hmm. Like, initially, I was denying all of it. I was, like, kind of depressed, mm-hmm. honestly, in the bed. And, like, yeah. just, I literally just want to sleep through all of it. But I was awakened yeah. by this news and then had Aww. to come to, you know, terms with it and now feel empowered by it. And, um, yeah, you know, I'm going to... I'm thinking about going actually away to an ashram for a little bit um, and then coming back to, yeah, my friend is actually at one and I, you know, she's been asking me to visit and, you know, it's like I had to reach my, what I call a 911 moment. Yeah. (laughs) be like, yo, can I come? You know? Yeah. And I got chills with that because Jupiter is that, is the ashram. Jupiter is like, I'm going to go somewhere and I'm going to seek out spiritual understanding in a physical place. Because that's what Capricorn is. So absolutely that would coincide. And, I mean, trying to remember what your second house cusp is, but definitely you have Sag the second house the first, is, right? Yeah, Sag is the first, and then um, Cap uh-huh. is the second. So we talked about yeah, whenever so, we, we talked about this conjunction a lot, like, this past year. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you've actually spoken as a, a positive thing for me. Like, when um, – Oh, good. I think you said, like, mm-hmm. when dreams – kind of finally come true like you've been mm-hmm. looking towards December for me and I've kind of mm-hmm. been afraid you know because it's my second house so I'm like everything you read about Pluto in the second and Saturn yeah. in the second is like you know you're going to be broke essentially but well it's um, the psychology of money it's the psychology of money right. so it's like what are your motivations around it and with Capricorn Pluto in the second it's like what are your connections to dad and how did you take a, an impression of his dynamic with money and make it your own and so it brings up a lot of that hierarchical um, mastery credibility father energy like I mean and again I'm going to qualify this that's historically Capricorn Mm -hmm. that authority figures are masculine we are shifting that so um, that way of reading astrology may change over time but in the current times it's still the father figure the authoritarian figure it's Mm -hmm. kind of like more of a harsh taskmaster energy 
But the Pluto mm. energy, I mean, I, I have Scorpio rising with the moon, Neptune conjunct in Scorpio. So I understand Pluto in a different way. And I also have it conjunct my son, believe it or not. It's mm. a 14 Virgo and my son is at 17 Virgo. So Pluto oh, that's is right. out of my life, moon and sun like and, it or not. Um, 14 Pisces. forgot about that. Oh, really? Oh, wow. So you're exactly mm-hmm. opposite mm-hmm. that. My Pluto. Yeah. But um, that means that I can give you information that can change your life. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, as you have been. Um, so, yes, I, I just I just wanted to kind of give you confirmation in that it, it is looking like it's turning out to be positive. And I guess maybe I'll That's call back next week when you can see, you know, my chart to really um, right. take a look. Big but end. I guess the one question yeah. I'll say before I go uh-huh. is um, I had sure. a question about a transit. So... You know, I've been working I've on got, a film, and it's actually only a couple minutes. So, if you yeah, can, I've been working quickly. on a film, and uh-huh. I've been working on a film, and I want to put out some info that I'm excited to share on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have um, Uranus at 25 Scorpio in my 11th house. Should okay. would I would yes. Mercury like conjuncting Uranus be the a good time three to days. do that or? Yeah, heck in yeah, the next, because you're, Uranus, three days. It, it it connects to the masses. So your voice is going to be amplified when Mercury is joined your Uranus. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's a fabulous the next I three do days that if you can do that it. Point. Yep. Uh-huh. Within the next or in the next? Like wait three days. Within, within, yeah. As long okay. because Mercury Mercury is coming up on your Uranus and then it goes past it. So I would say mm-hmm. do it before it gets past it. Do it as it's approaching so that gets more uh, more mileage out of it. You know you have okay you have more days that it will be affected because I, I don't, without getting into all the details of astrology, it, it gets more mileage going into it than ah. when it's leaving. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Oh. And thanks for your You're help welcome. all this year. You've like counseled oh, me totally. Welcome. So I appreciate it. All right. Okay. Well, you have a great week and thanks for the call. We'll talk to you again soon. I'm sure. You too. Bye. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Okay, that's the show for this week. Um, listen in next week, and we'll have a whole new bunch of information for you. <laughs> Take care. This is Shelly. Hi, this is Shelly. Thank you for joining us this week. To contact me for a private reading, go to angeliczodiac.com under the Readings tab. Background music was provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com with additional music by Tracy Coriel at tracyland.com, T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-A-N-D.com. Music provided on show-by-show basis will be credited within the body of the show. For more info on my art, go to shellyoverton.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-O-V-E-R-T-O-N.com. Merch and other astrological art can be found at astroart.net. To purchase my ebook, Learn Astrology, you can find it at angeliczodiac.com, including discounts. Be sure to check back next week and subscribe through iTunes at Astro Energy Astrology Show.